Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite Queen's Practical Wisdoms at Work podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we'll be discussing the behavioral pattern women have to constantly apologize and why we need to stop apologizing. Why do women apologize for things that men would never even consider? Rachel, what are your thoughts on this? Well, this is a big question. Why do women apologize for certain things and why don't men apologize for certain things? It's, you know, it's the same, two sides of the same question. We always have to ask both. I'm a sociologist and I don't really want to speculate too far into why these things happen because I haven't seen any research on it. But I do notice that it is a bit of a trend, isn't it? That women seem to feel like they need permission to take up space. You know, the, the women are the ones who shrink in their seats to allow men to be big. And we it seems like we need permission to speak up during meetings. So often I've heard women speak up in meetings, starting with the word sorry. And there's oftentimes those women are starting questions. Sorry, but I don't understand. Or sorry, but that doesn't make sense. There's this, this shame in not knowing that that infects us for some reason. And I just don't see men doing this very often. And so that tells me that something is going seriously wrong. And it starts from an early age. I think that as young children, boys and girls are equally confident until maybe halfway through elementary school or something. That's when we start to see the change. And what exactly that is, I don't know, but it's insidious, isn't it? I I don't know. I, I just I'm really struck by the idea that women have to be small so men can be large and how that's just not fair. And I don't understand exactly what's causing this to happen. But there's this idea that women and girls should be quiet and and respectful and 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 smart, but not too smart and just so many expectations. But again, I don't have the research on this, so I can't actually answer your question about why this is the case. I just see that it is. Lynn, do you have any speculations? Well, you know, I'm, I don't have the research and I'm not trained, but I, I think that, you know, for me, I believe it is the way that we're trained since childhood. It's something in how we're socialized. I agree with you. It is insidious and it has to stop. Um, you know, as girls, we are taught to be quiet, mind our manners, and to be as, to be submissive. And it honestly, it seems to be ingrained into our cultural social socialization process. Say that fast. Um, you know, it's this is about breaking the chain. You know, not just for ourselves, but for our daughters. And and it's hard, even when we're aware of the issue. You know, so as an adult, you know, adjusting your behavior to stop over apologizing is difficult. Um, and the things we apologize for are just are stupid. Um, it's like we, you miss a phone call and you apologize to the person that you missed their phone call. Like you don't have a life, <laughs> like you don't have something to do at work, that you don't have a meeting that you're attending. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you rarely hear men apologizing for something small and insignificant like that. Um, and, and I do think that there is a counterpoint, uh, is that some men 
need to learn to apologize. Yeah, it's almost like the polar opposite of over-apologizing. And they need to get over themselves and apologize when needed. So, um, Tina, what's your spin on this? Well, I think that I, I like what both you and, and Rachel have had to say. Um, just think that that for women, um, we don't want to be perceived as being rude, right? We don't want to be be rude, and we want to be a little less obtrusive in uh, in our communications, right, wrong, or indifferent. But I think that's that has been ingrained in us um, that from an etiquette standpoint. Um, from a, a social standpoint, that um, that women really we we have a lower threshold um, for offensive behavior, and we are the first to jump in and want to make everything smooth the waters, make everything okay, and we can be we think perhaps that we are creating a um, a more serene atmosphere if we're the bigger ones and we, we apologize first or we're, we're setting a different stage. Oh, I'm so sorry because we're bigger people than than the men perhaps in the room. Um, but I do, I think that that, that it's just such a, it, it's such a part of our society today uh, and it has been for, for years. I know I grew up, women or uh, children should be seen and not heard. That's was the uh, that that's how my my family how I was raised. Um, children to be seen and not heard. Well, can you imagine somebody today at, at age of twenty that would think that their parents would not want to hear what they had to say? I mean, it was a completely different time. Um, but I I think that women apologize just to set the table and to because they, they want to be the peacemakers right wrong or indifferent but i think that's why we um why we apologize so easily and so quickly your word drink so true how do we recognize that our work has merit and validity lynn you know this is an area that i struggled with um it was as if i had some kind of deep psychological need for approval and it was really important for me to receive praise, um, even for little things not related to work, like how well my family liked the dinner I had prepared. <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, it was just silly. Uh, and, you know, one thing I found that though, as, how, as I strive to do well and to, to receive that approval, I started to recognize that I was doing a good job. And at work, it became easier and easier to shed my doubts and become proud of my accomplishments and my abilities. You know, and it was that confidence. It was that confidence in seeing what I was doing and how well I, I was, what I was doing. So that even when I had a setback, it, I could look at it and view it as a learning curve. You know, something I didn't want to do again. You know, so it wasn't about the merit or the validity of my work, but it was about the lesson that I had learned. So, Tina, what, what are your thoughts on recognizing, you know, our merit and our validity at work? Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with you, Lynn. Um, I, I, I've had a similar experience as to, oh, I've, I'm more 
when I was growing up, it was more in the background. Um, and I, I didn't know how to, to ask for that or how to, or maybe I would get a, I think I had a, I was given a dollar for every A that I got in school. Well, I don't think I was motivated by the money so much as it was the fact that somebody was reading the report card, right? But how do you recognize it at work um, that, that what we're doing is, is right, is to be present and to be virtuous. Um, we can be silent in our, our influence uh, without, um, I think of a, a man that comes through boasting that, you know, what he just accomplished and a woman might just put the numbers up on the board and not say anything. That's enough. Done. Right. You've already, you've, you said it. Um, go over and above what your job description is. Um, in the, in the workplace today, I think that, um, our, our work has, has additional merit and validity in, in the way that we share with others. I think that that speaks volumes to um, to those other coworkers of ours that are so into themselves that they're not they're not paying attention to what what someone else or not appreciating what others are doing, and and in that way you're being collaborative and you're working with your colleagues and and I think that 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 goes towards that uh, validity of your work. Um, and bringing merit to yourself. Just don't get caught up in all the political stuff at work. You want to keep um, keep moving, keep your head down, keep moving, bring your colleagues in. Um, and a lot of this is also self-recognition, right? We've got to give ourselves the little hoorays when we know we've, we've done a good job. That is really important is to, to self-recognize. Rachel, what do you think? Yeah, I think both you, Tina, and Lynn have touched on some really great points. I think it sounds like all of us really, um, and our youths, which I am still a youth at this point, really need acknowledgement of our hard work or, or thrive on it, I suppose. Um, just today, I, I had a panel review for my PhD, and it went fine. But I I felt like... I just wasn't pleased with it. I wasn't sure how well it went. I couldn't tell. And I had to just wait and seek out my supervisors and wait for them to compliment me, which they did. They said, oh, you did a very good job, Rachel. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I did a really good job, Rachel. Good job. And what I found myself doing, though, even despite the fact that I had just been told that I had done good work during for the panel review, I found myself apologizing. So I didn't actually say I'm sorry. I did even consider this today. I said, I didn't say, I'm sorry I didn't go over the ethics application as you suggested I do. I just pointed out that I didn't, which I had no reason to do. They had, I did not need to sell myself short like that and say, oh, by the way, I didn't do this thing that you suggested for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I think it comes down to acknowledging your own hard work. So with this panel review, I worked very hard on it, but I had this idea in my head that I hadn't worked hard enough. You know, it was good work, but I could have done more. And the thing about that line of thinking is that you'll always have been able to do more, theoretically, but with the energy you have and the resources that you have, there's only so much you can do. And sometimes your good work is good enough. And being able to 
recognize that and acknowledge that and accept that is a really big step. But it's one that you have to take. You have to step back and say, look, I put in this many hours and that was a lot of my time and a lot of work and the, the end result was good. It's also can be helpful if you're working in a team setting to observe how others depend on your work and build from your work and understand that they have to have a strong foundation from your own work or the way things come together and to see how you are contributing to a larger a larger project if that's the case and you might be able to recognize your merit there. It's a it's a process that for some reason women tend to start out just a couple steps behind men for whatever reason but it's something that we need to work at continually to continue to see how how well we're doing and how strong our work is that is so true we do need to work to see how good our work actually is how do we break the habit of over apologizing tina what ideas can you share well i think julia child said it best he says never apologize <laughs> I, how do we break it is is being aware that we're doing it. Um, I think that's the first thing uh, is to and empower yourself not to apologize, to not feel that that you have to control every because it is a way of controlling um, a situation. If you're apologizing, you've set the table that that now you've put yourself in a lesser in a lesser role, um, consciously or unconsciously. Um, but that's when when we apologize. I think that that's um, uh, when over apologizing. I'm not talking about situations where there's a, it's, it's le legitimate and you need to apologize for an action or something. These are these automatic, which is what we're talking about here, is how we just start off. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed your call. To Lynn's point. Oh, I'm sorry, I I I I I I. I forgot something at the store. I'm sorry that I've, I forgot to, uh, to, to turn that in. Um, I think instead, if we start using words like, excuse me, instead of, I'm sorry, how about excuse me? Or, thank you. I missed your call. I appreciate that you called me. I'm sure you understand. I've been very busy. I'm sure you understand. I will be. Other phrases, we need to ingrain some other catchphrases other than starting off with, oh, I'm sorry. It is so automatic and it it's not so much that we're really sorry as is as it is that that seems to be uh, in in many cases how we how we just start off a conversation. Um, and it it doesn't allow us to to empower ourselves. Rachel. Well, Tina, you stole the words right out of my mouth <laughs> for how to break this habit. I was going to say, start by replacing the words with something else. Mm -hmm. Tina's example with excuse me, you could also use pardon me, anything like that. But I think what Tina did touch on, and my main point is to replace it with a thank you. By saying that you're sorry, you are, as Tina said, already automatically putting yourself in a lesser position. And you're kind of putting your listener in an awkward position too like oh i have to accept this apology and this person apparently did something wrong so now i have to look at them more poorly or whatever it may be but when you say thank you my god and i know i've talked about this before but you are building a relationship there you are making them feel appreciated and you are not putting yourself down in any particular way 
you know, thank you for giving me a call or thank you for your voicemail. As Tina said, I, I was busy as people are because people do have lives. Um, or thank you for thank you for listening to me when you when you have an opinion or you know thank you thank you for your patience when you have to keep someone waiting for something thank you thank you thank you it it warms things and that's a good way to break your habit of apologizing because you're not you're not sorry you're you're really not sorry for speaking up you're you're just grateful to be heard and you know you shouldn't necessarily have to feel grateful to be heard because in a part in meeting settings or anything like that you have a right but this is a good place to start and and i think that that's going to really help you by it also injects some positivity in your life so you stop putting yourself down you're injecting positivity and you're building your relationships by saying thank you lynn what would you like to add you know, this has been really great conversation and, and just on that practical process of it, you know, to stop um, and to break this habit. I mean, the first step we've all touched on, you have to be aware of it and recognize it in yourself. Um, and the second is to genuinely want to make a change and to stop doing it. Um, and then you take that first step. And I think that the suggestion of using alternate words such as thank you or excuse me, pardon me, whatever it needs to be, um, that's a great way to, to have a new catchphrase to your point. I think it's so important that we consciously make the effort every day. And also if you can share with some of your other uh, female coworkers that you want to break this habit, you know, and get them in on, on it. Let's all work on this together, um, you know, to support each other, to 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 uh, to get get <laughs> to just uh, eradicate it from our our uh, over apologizing from our our life and our at work wherever it is um, you have it's that consciously making that effort and I, which I was talking about and and when you forget you know and you will and it's going to come out don't beat yourself up and in fact if you've shared that with other coworkers you can just say oh there there it came just did it you know, recognize it and just double down on your efforts, you know, to really to stop over apologizing. You can also find yourself. Every time I apologize for something I didn't mean to, I'm going to put I'm going to put it over here in my apology fund and give yourself put a put a 50 cents in there or something. Put a quarter in there. Find yourself every time you do it. Be surprised if, if you really don't recognize how often you use it. And if, if you start and you're conscious now that uh, every time that that word comes out and you you put a penny or a quarter or something, you'd be surprised at, at how fast that piggy bank uh, loads up. That's a great idea, Tina. I like that. <laughs> we have one more question and it comes from Juana in Salt Lake City, Utah. Juana asks, I've worked really hard to stop over apologizing at work. Now I worry I've gone too far. How do I find the right balance? Great question. Rachel, how would you respond to Juana? Well, Juana, I'm interested in why you think that you've gone too far. That That's a really interesting idea to me, and I can't answer it for you. Obviously, that's something that you'll need to think about. Of course, getting rid of your over-apologizing is not a license to be rude, but I'm sure that you know that. 
you know, you need to continue to apologize when you've honestly done something wrong. And something egregious, not just being late, as I've mentioned before, you can just thank someone for their patience. But, you know, it's... You, you need to be aware of, of where you're coming from. Ask yourself whether you need to be sorry in that moment. If you... If you've done something wrong, then yes, you just you need to ask yourself these questions. And again, this is a good way to good place to start inserting thank you. In this case, not as a replacement for an apology, but in this case, as a way to smooth things over. If you're worried that you're being too too gruff and you're not you're not creating a, a peaceful environment. Tina mentioned earlier a really great comment about women being peacemakers. If you're worried that you're not being a good enough peacemaker, first of all, it's not your job to be a peacemaker. But secondly, you can you can smooth down some feathers by saying thank you once again. Thank you for, for giving me some space here. Um, whatever it may be. But I'm, I'm just really caught up on why you think that you've, you've gone too far. Because if you're by not apologizing for things that you have no reason to be sorry for, I don't think you can take that too far. Lynn, how do you, how do you read this question? Well, and I like everywhere you're going with this. And I want to point out to Juana that it's never too late to apologize. You know, if after a situation you think back and you feel an apology was in order, then take action. Pick up the phone, meet the person, whatever you need to do to let them know how you feel and apologize, you know, be sincere and genuine. And that's that 2020 hindsight. You know, I, if you find that you're apologizing after the fact too often, <laughs> then, then you need to modify your behavior. And you know, you're either overcompensating and apologizing after the fact too much, or you're not apologizing in the moment when it's needed, like a genuine real apology that is needed. Um, and, it, and, it, and you can, you know, do the same thing. You can be overcompensating after the fact, right? And you can be over-apologizing after the fact. So really, Rachel made this point. Stop and reconsider, you know, and the words that you're using. Think about the situation, your feelings, and motivations. And, um, you know, I think that the most important thing is to, to be, take that moment. Pause during the act of conversation, you know, and then you can take the action that feels right at the time. Uh, Tina, what would you like to add? Well, I'd, I'd like to add not a lot because between the two of you, Rachel and Lynn, I think um, there there are some questions here, um, Juana, as to how exactly this, why you feel that 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 um, you've you've done this, but I'm I'm going to say communicate. Communicate with your team members. Let them know that that you have discovered this habit that that you want to break, and it, it it is about apologizing and leading off conversation. However, it is that you use that, and and um, and and <laughs> go back to my piggyback example. Just say I'm going to put put in a quarter every time every time any of you hear me apologize, and then we'll all when we get enough in there, or if we do. I'll, you know, we'll we'll go out to lunch. We'll go get some coffee together. But I, I would I would suggest that if you feel that you've gone too far, I'm not sure why you feel that you've gone too far. Um, but I would I would ask my team members to to call it out if I if I if if you apologize again. Hey, there you go again. There it is. 
I'm not sure how, uh, if, if you have a true reason, to Lynn's point, if there's a reason to apologize, then then clearly I don't think any of us on the, uh, during this, this podcast would say there's never a need to, to apologize. Sometimes there are reasons to apologize. But I, I think it's all, it, it comes down to the communication. And I would ask for the, the, the help and the feedback from my, uh, from my team members and support for them that, hey, I'd like to try to break this habit. And uh, all my friends, my family, and my coworkers, I would ask them to help me to break this cycle, uh, as Lynn called it, this cycle, this apologetic cycle. And good luck. Thank you, Rachel, Lynn, and Tina for your helpful insights. I'm sure they will be helpful for Juana and others facing similar situations. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite de Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitedequeen.com.